Get a credit card that gives you what you need now, a low interest rate on everyday purchases, and place to transfer high interest rate balances. The PenFed Gold Contactless Card is our lowest interest rate credit card. You can even earn a $100 statement credit when you spend $1,500 in the first 90 days. Join PenFed, and together they can help you keep more of what's yours. Visit PenFed.org slash gold card. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCU Gary and Shannon. Hey, it's Tuesday, January 23rd. Still a lot to pack into two hours left on our show. Speaking of packing it all in, Neil Saavedra has joined us for these last two hours. Welcome, sir. Thank you. Good uh, to be here, as always, Gary. Host of the uh, the Fork Report on Saturdays here on KFI and, of course, the purveyor of Tasty Tuesdays. Thanks to, uh, thanks to you, we get to talk about food in our 1 o'clock hours. But we're going to talk about everything today. So don't hold back. Bring it. Okay. We were talking about weird neighbors. In the 1 o'clock hour, we're going to talk a little bit about what it is. Where's your bar when it comes to calling the police on your weird neighbors? Suspicious things that go on. It doesn't even have to be with the kids. I mean, we're talking about it in the context of that house in Paris, but it doesn't even have to be with the kids. What What is it that would rise to the level of you calling the police on your neighbors? So if you have an answer to that, feel free to, to let us know at Gary and Shannon or email, whatever it is, because we'll talk about that next hour. <clears throat> All right. What else is going on? Time for What's Happening. Uh, the big story that hit this morning was this school shooting in Benton, Kentucky. A couple of uh, 15-year-olds were killed. Also, a 15-year-old was uh, named as the gunman here, Marshall County High School in Benton, Kentucky, I mentioned law enforcement held this news conference just about an hour and a half, two hours ago. And uh, one of the rare instances where the officer who was speaking uh, almost broke down in tears when describing what was going on. Of the 14 who have received gunshot wounds, two have passed away. One was a decedent at the scene. That student was a 15-year-old female. A second student, also 15 years old, a male, passed away at the hospital. If you've ever wondered why cops say things like decedent, yeah, it's to sanitize it. It's to it's to you're trying to separate yourself as much as you yeah. can from the weight of the reality, and you can hear that um, that very stifled digital. Uh, stoic kind of uh, you know wording just to make you stable. And the minute you hear fifteen, or you have to say that it's a girl and a boy, you know, not even a, you know a woman and a man. It, yeah. You it's you can hear the shaking. And to be compounded by the fact that this is the second shooting in two days at a right. school, one in Texas yesterday. 
the weight of that has to be just unbearable. He goes on a little bit later, a few minutes later in that same thing. He's talking not just to the assembled media there in uh, Marshall County, I guess it is, but uh, but to everyone watching, please be respectful. These are these are children, and he said it you know over and over again. This is a small community. These are our children. This is impactful, and had to take a couple of breaths. I mean, had to had to kind of step back and stop what he was saying, just so he didn't lose it there at the podium. And you've got uh, no motive. As of yet. No, not yet. So the, in such a small area, I know there's stories, these heroic stories that are coming out that always do, thankfully, to balance out this ugliness about uh, teachers and students helping a uh, young or uh, yeah, young uh, special needs student. And things like that kind of help you balance through these stories. But, man, um, every, every, people are going to know. I mean, people are going to know who that shooter is. I mean, the picture's already been out there of of him being led away by cops. They'll recognize him. You know, people always go to the gun topic, and I get that. You, you're looking at that. That's the weapon in hand. That's what's causing the destruction. When you look back growing up, you and I are four years apart. Something like this would be mind-boggling. Yeah. I, well, I, mean, I, it, I went to a high school where where – it wouldn't be uncommon to find somebody with a weapon in their car in the parking lot. Not, uh, not a, but as a tool, not as a weapon. I mean, somebody had a shotgun in the back or they had a, a 22 rifle or something like that. Cause where they lived, that was part of their daily occurrence. I mean, they would have a rifle with them to fight coyotes or foxes yeah. or whatever. I mean, it was a more a rural areas thing. where you, where you're yeah. dealing with other outside forces but you got to ask. I mean, the gun. I, I get the politics of all that stuff. But you got to ask, why is there extra pressure? Um, what is it that is weighing on younger people to they where they feel that's an okay? I, I, that to me is a piece of the puzzle that politics sweeps right over yeah. because they want to go to the gun issue. Uh, the big earthquake uh, overnight. Earthquake warning has been issued. Seven point. For- California. Well, Alaska specifically. 7.9 earthquake in the Gulf of Alaska triggered a series of tsunami alerts early this morning from southern Alaska down the western coast of Canada, etc. No tsunami was witnessed, but they, I was looking at this, they've had 40 some odd aftershocks of a 4.0 or larger. Yeah. If there was a 4.0 right now, we would both evacuate. And then we'd leave the building. (laughs) Yeah, I was going to ask <laughs> in what in what order would that take place? But but, but you've got to love the fact that it's like a um, I don't know insult to injury when you have such a massive earthquake that it's like oh by the way all the water's being sucked out into the ocean and it's going to be pushed back yeah. at you soon as well. Don't rest, yeah, because uh, here it comes. Speaking of weird warnings, remember it was a, two weeks ago the Hawaii alert system sent the missile alert. To everybody, and for 38 minutes, they were everybody spent kissing their butts goodbye, figuring North Korea had finally launched it. It turns out that Hawaii's governor says that he couldn't go to Twitter to tell everybody it was a false alarm, even though he knew it was. He couldn't take to Twitter because he didn't know his own Twitter password. Yeah, other state officials and even a high school student who simply called the Hawaii Emergency Management Agency to ask if it was a mistake had already shared the news before he got his password and was able to go on. Yes. Like some kid is like, this doesn't seem right. Doesn't Hold seem on right. a second. Have you ever been to Hawaii? Oh, you yeah. You guys have been, right? 
wouldn't yeah. I, now I'm glad nothing happened and I I'm glad nobody got hurt or anything. But wouldn't it be interesting to see what Hawaii looks like when people aren't totally laid back? Well, I and, mean, and, oh, it, it, you, an uptight Hawaii it, is pr- still probably pretty low key. I had a, I, I had a friend who was curious. out there, and uh, he said really mostly just the tourists were crazy. <laughs> um, I can see that, and because yeah. all you know, the, they got swept up into like the basement of a nearby hotel because they were just calling people, "Hey, take shelter down here," and. You know, he said for the most part, everybody there was cool. It was the tourists that were going nuts. I totally 1,000% believe that yeah. because <laughs> I, yeah. it is the most laid back place you will ever, ever go. And I'm just curious what panic looks like in Hawaii. And if it's coming, it's going to come in 15 minutes. <laughs> you're basically going to go, well, you know, what and else? I can catch yeah. one more wave. What else are you going to do? <laughs> Uh, there was a death. Rosie the Riveter, the original Rosie the Riveter, the woman who inspired it, has died California waitress named Naomi Parker Fraley died at the age of 96 up in Longview, Washington. Her uh, daughter-in-law told us that. Now, that only came out like last year or the year before. Of that, who she, the original That uh, she was the original. Was, yeah. there, was, there was somebody who was laid claim to it for all those years? I don't know. That's a good question. Well, no. Apparently, there oh. was somebody uh, who had um, – and I'm looking for – her name, but there was somebody who had held that and said, "Yeah, that that was me." Up until the time when somebody wrote a paper, a professor wrote a paper saying, "No, this is who it was." And that's not the first. We've heard stories yeah. about this. The guy and the rabbit recently, and during the fires, the guy who saved the rabbit. Right. And there was two of them, and DB Cooper. How many yeah. DB Coopers have there been? How bizarre for such length of time that somebody go, "Yeah, that's me." <laughs> oh yeah, that's me. Look at the eyes. That's my grandma. Uh, Neil Diamond also retires from touring. He has a diagnosis of Parkinson's. Uh, he'll be 77 this week. He said he will continue writing and recording music, but will not be doing so in front of a live audience. So, uh, National Pie Day in the 1 o'clock hour. We're going to talk more about pies. Pies are good. But when we come back, Jason Nathanson's going to join us. We're going to talk about the Oscar nominations that came out earlier this morning. Gary and Shannon with Neil Saavedra. Gary and Shannon, and we've been doing this every hour on the 20s. We have $1,000. Here's how you can win it. Your shot at $1,000 now. Text the keyword WIN to 200-200. You'll get a text confirming entry plus iHeartRadio info. Standard data and messaging rates apply. That's WIN to 200-200. Got to answer the phone, though. If you win, they'll give you a call from a number you probably don't recognize. You don't answer, they'll move on to somebody else and give it to a give a thousand dollars to somebody else. But if you don't win this time, there's a chance next hour and the hour after that and after that and after that. Super early this morning, the uh, Oscar nominations came out. Jason Nathanson was uh, awake and was watching all of them over his bowl of Fruit Loops. Jason, how are you? So early. Why are they so early every year? Uh, it's all this East Coast bias. Damn them. I know. So. Uh, Shape of Water yes. picks up 13 nominations. That's yes. almost a record. Almost. One shy of the record that was tied last year by La La Land um, and previously by Titanic. Um, and All About Eve, I think, was the other one. So, you know, it, it, we thought it might, and it actually should have. It didn't get a nomination for makeup and hairstyling. Only three movies did, which I don't understand. They could have had five in that category. They only, they, so it should have tied the record. Uh, somebody just didn't want to give it to them. I, it also didn't get one for visual effects, which is strange. Uh, 
Kong got one, which was, which was odd. Guardians of the Galaxy, which probably deserved it, but that was the only one that that got. Um, and War of the Planet of the Apes got it over Shape of Water. Uh, Should have been in there. Uh, Christopher Plummer also made a uh, made a mark at 88 years old, the oldest acting nominee ever. Which is amazing for a movie he wasn't supposed to be in. in right. The first uh, when he replaced Kevin Spacey in All the Money in the uh, oh, yeah All the Money in the World, so uh, and, and that was uh, I, I don't know if it's a surprise. The, the movie's not getting a whole lot of buzz. He did get a nomination uh, from the Golden Globes. A lot of people thought after the pay gap controversy with Michelle Williams and Mark Wahlberg that would help her profile, and she'd get a nomination for that movie, but she did not. Well, isn't it possible that the Christopher Plummer nomination, the lack of a James Franco nomination, that those are sort of reactions to what we've seen over the last couple of months? It's possible, um, but I, I, it's tough to really say. Was James Franco going to get a nomination? I don't know that he was going to for the disaster artist. He won at the Golden Globes, yeah, but he was up for the comedy category. Um, so, you know, he didn't have to face the drama people. He did get a SAG nomination. Um, so that's usually a pretty good predictor of what might happen. So it's possible, and all that stuff was happening when uh, people were voting. So, you know, in that week after there, the Golden Globes, uh, was when the Oscar voting was going on. So, you know, it's possible, but it's it's really tough to say. Did you see anything different, uh, Jason, at the announcements that seemed to lean towards some of the politics that is that are in the news right now as far as, uh, you know, women and the director of photography, Rachel Morrison making history, all those things? Was that played up a little bit more? Um, he, again, I think... the. From what I can see, people who deserved nominations got nominations. So you're talking about Rachel Morrison, who's the cinematographer on Mudbound. She becomes the first woman ever to get a cinematography nomination. Uh, and I, I think that nomination was deserved. And Mudbound got several nominations. So it wasn't like, oh, she just got one uh, for this one-off for this film that didn't get any other nominations. That's deserved. I think Greta Gerwig getting a nomination for Lady Bird. Um, I think that, you know, if anything, that's more of a reaction, not because she didn't deserve it. I think she absolutely does. But when Natalie Portman at the Golden Globes called out the all-male nominated directors, I think Oscar voters were watching that, and they, they thought, you know what, good point. Let's make sure that you know we don't do the same thing and make sure that her name got in there as well. Uh, the, the actual ceremony itself is pushed back this year because of the Olympics, right? Yes, March 4th, we have a, which we had a couple of years ago. So uh, usually it's in February. All right. Are you excited? Uh, I'm very excited because that'll mean the end of, uh, of award season, which is a long and grueling season. Uh, <laughs> oh, but, so I, like I know it. it sounds horrible. Jason's got to put on his suit and eat free food and mingle with the stars. I'll, I'll that sounds never, horrible. I'll never get the sympathy I deserve for covering these things <laughs> because of those reasons, yes. And the Oscars, Neil, you'll, you'll appreciate this, have the best spread. They have the best food of any of the award shows. That's the word on the street. Yeah. They really, they really do. They're shrimp. We'll put it that way. They're shrimp, and and they're they're good shrimp. So they take it. <laughs> good shrimp, as opposed they're... to that sag shrimp. Yeah, yeah nobody likes that. Yeah, stuff. nobody wants to eat sag shrimp. They, they could give you bay shrimp, or you know, some kind of full size plump shrimp. Just crawdads oh, or something like that. Hey, Jason, let me. Uh, I don't know if you know this yet, but Tinky Winky died. I heard about that. Yeah, the actor who played Tinky Winky on the Teletubbies died of hypothermia after he collapsed on the streets of Liverpool. Wow, that's a that's, that's a, a rough way to go, way to go when, when you know your whole career was. <laughs>
His name was uh, Simon Shelton Barnes, and he was the one who carried the magic bag. He was only 52, yeah. I, I believe. Wow. Uh, so a young guy. You know, that's sad. It's tragic. It shows us all that at some point in life, the bag of magic runs out of magic. And no comments yet from Poe or Dipsy or Lala. Good Lord. Jaina, thank you. You're welcome. Jason Nathanson there with the latest on the Oscar nominations. Again, March 4th is the actual ceremony and Shape of Water with 13 nominations. Um, Florida Project didn't get any. Or I think I take that back. Willem Dafoe got Best Supporting Actor in that. Florida Project is a hard movie to watch. That was... If you've ever been to Disney World, it kind of plays a minor, minor, minor part in all of it. It's like the it's the background of where you when you go to Disney World, this is what happens in the background. Not like at the park, but in the neighborhoods around Orlando. I had zero interest in seeing the movie until now. You just uh, pitched you perfectly to me. I'm like, hmm? That's why I did it that mm-hmm. way. I would like to see. Speaking of politics, though, Kobe Bryant also is an Oscar nominee for his Academy uh, – or for an animated short called Dear Basketball. He worked with God's greatest animator, Glenn Keane, and God's greatest musical compo- composer, John Williams, on this piece, Dear Basketball. Need I remind you? Please do. Kobe Bryant was accused of assaulting, I'm sorry, raping a 19-year-old when he was in Colorado for surgery and went on trial for it. He was eventually acquitted. I think it was acquitted or mistrial. Oh, so he's up for an Oscar because of that? Because of the acquittal? Yeah, because he was able to. No. No. Oh, uh, because of what, what he told his wife? Yes. Yeah. And the, the story that he and told his wife. Never later. end your apology with and scene. <laughs> it started when his opening line was, here's an $8 million ring. Oh, and did I tell you how Colorado went? <clears throat> All right, coming back, Swamp Watch. We'll get into what's going on in Washington, D.C., including the 911 call from Rand Paul's lawnmower attack. That's coming up next. Gary and Shannon with Neil Saavedra. We'll continue. Drain the swamp. We're going to drain the swamp of Washington. We're going to have fun doing it. We're all doing it together. Swamp Watch. Gary Shannon. Neil Saavedra has joined us today. A little bit later next hour, we're going to get into whole uh, National Pie Day. Not Pie Day, P-I Day, P-I-E Day. Pie Day. It's different. Two different things. Got to keep them, in, uh, keep them separate, which means that we have pie on two separate days. I think that's yeah. what it means. You know, there are actually multiple uh, National Pie Days. There's, I would hope so. Yeah. There's only one National Colostomy Day, and there's probably five or six pie days. Did you celebrate Colostomy Day this year? No, it doesn't come up until April. Late, you know, late every April. year it sneaks up on me. I don't get the tree. I don't get the presents. I don't. I and then I'm rushing at the end for the bag. And Somebody the tube. walking down the street and they give you this salute and you're like, "Yeah, I'm like, ah, man, I didn't bring my bag." You, yeah. All hey, right. the president today uh, signed an interesting tariff. He uh, predicted that the uh, the tariffs that he's imposing on imported solar panels and washing machines would lead to new jobs for American workers which goes against what some of the industries uh, are saying. The industry groups have been saying about this. Kind of a split between the two. Yeah. Uh, It kind of is divided. You've got some uh, that uh, 
make solar cells in, in the U.S. that favor it, and then you've got a large number of companies that install them um, that don't like it and think jobs will be lost. Uh, a lot of the companies that do make solar panels and do make washing machines saw their stock price ra- rise today after the announcement, and that's, in fact, what the president referenced. When he signed this, had just a couple of quick comments from the White House, uh, from the Oval Office, and he said there won't be a trade war. There will only be stock increases for the companies that are in this country. That's what's happened today. Uh, that's what's really happened today. Because when you say it twice, it means more. He said the new tariffs uphold a principle of fair trade, demonstrate the world uh, to the world that the United States will not be taken advantage of every more, uh, anymore. But the Solar Energy Industries Association, which opposed these tariffs in the first place, said that they threatened 23,000 jobs. There's a different solar industry group that says that it could cost as many as 64,000 American jobs this year alone. Um, I still don't know the exact timing of this, but domestic manufacturing would be helped by imposing a surcharge of 30% on imported solar panel technology, 20% on washing machines, but that over the course of, I think it's four years, that those would decrease each year before they're phased out completely. Just to sort of uh, almost hit the pause button, if you will, on some of the goods that have been flooding into the market and driving prices down. Yeah, but it's crazy at this particular time when more and more it's become affordable and important and smart to switch to solar. And if you take this kick right now is interesting timing. If if green energy, renewable energy industry is one of those areas of the economy that is growing as fast as it is with a quarter million jobs around the country and more coming online every day. Why slow it down? Yeah, why why put your foot in front of this one? Except, I mean, this is one of the things that he promised long ago. This was, a, this, this was him fulfilling a campaign promise about being clear with uh, China and, in the case of the washing machines, South Korea and Mexico. We're not going to allow you to continue to dump product in the United States and drive down our prices, which then threatens our manufacturers. So <clears throat> there's that. Chuck Schumer is also in the news. Chuck Schumer last week offered... As part of the deal to uh, try to avoid a government shutdown, a large increase in border wall spending as a condition for a border deal to help the DREAMers, the Deferred Action for Childhood Arrivals. Now, here's the thing. He is deciding, Chuck Schumer is, that he wants to take that offer of big spending for the wall off the table. He informed the White House today He's retracting the offer he made last week to give him well over the $1.6 billion that the president had asked for. And they're saying he will not get a better deal. He will not get a better deal than what they're offering him right now on the money for the border wall. Because he's now – this is a weird thing because Chuck Schumer – a lot of Democrats are upset with Chuck Schumer for the way he handled this shutdown showdown. Caved yesterday morning – Allows the government to reopen, but does not have any sort of benefit. Never never gained anything after 96 hours of a government shutdown. So whatever bargaining chip he thought he might have had is gone. But wasn't it just a waiting out during the, the weekend to see how polls and the attitude of the American public, where they were leaning... And then it's like, well, well we got to do something because now there's... The needle's starting us. to shift yeah, back to the Democrats. Exactly. So, so gotta- it's like... Okay, we're gonna t- we're gonna take a ding, uh, just as how people see us in the media and whatnot. So let's go ahead and just give in. It's Doesn't that they make blink. you sicker. I mean that. Yeah, I mean, but it's all it's it's all a game. It's not like they're 
really that concerned. Not like they're human. Yeah. See? I mean, really, that that the to shut down your government for and and I I have uh, uh, deep feelings when it comes to DACA. I think uh, immigrants, uh, illegal or otherwise, believe it or not have a place in the way we run things. I think they're a, uh, a, an important uh, human commodity to the way the United States has always run. It just is you need people coming in that have that hope and interest and desire, not the bad ones, the good ones. But to think of a government shutting itself down to look at the outside people coming in rather than the people that are here is always a bizarre thing to me. Yeah, It's like, you know, Hello, what about us? Hi there. We're here to we want we want to go see the Statue of Liberty. Can't do it. Uh when we come back, we'll talk with ABC's uh, Aaron Katursky about this uh story, Jeff Sessions, uh and whether or not the FBI director Christopher Ray reportedly threatened to resign from his post. Talk to all about all of that when we come back to Gary and Shannon and Swamp Watch with Neil Saavedra. Gary and Shannon, Neil Savedra has joined us. At the top of the hour, we're going to talk a little bit more about our story out of Paris, this family that had 13 kids, all in just deplorable conditions. Uh, We're learning a little bit more about some of the older kids now, some of the adult children of the Turpins, including uh, college transcripts for one of the boys. We'll talk with uh, Alex Stone about that. But... Aaron Katursky joins us now. We continue with Swamp Watch and talk about some stuff that's going on in Washington, D.C. And, man, there are a lot of people who are being uh, uh, asked questions by the uh, the special counsel. What's going on with uh, Jeff Sessions and now the story about Christopher Ray and Andrew McCabe? So we know that Attorney General Jeff Sessions met last week with special counsel Robert Mueller, uh, becoming the first cabinet uh, official from the Trump administration that we know of to be interviewed as part of the investigation into Russian election meddling. And we don't know where the interview took place. We don't know the questions that were asked. But you can imagine that as someone who had uh, involvement in the decision to fire James Comey as FBI director, and as someone who during the campaign was a loyal Trump supporter and who met with uh, twice, the then Russian ambassador, Sergei Kislyak, you could imagine the subject matter that James Comey wanted, uh, that uh, Robert Mueller wanted to cover. Well, I mean, we could all have written probably a half a dozen questions just based on that. Um, but there were some questions about whether or not uh, Christopher Ray threatened to resign because supposedly he was being pressured to fire uh, Andrew McCabe. And this was the attorney general uh, telling the, the newly appointed FBI director, Chris Ray, to uh, bring in his own leadership team. Uh, and, and I think it followed the, the public condemnation of Andrew McCabe, the deputy FBI director, by President Trump, who, who had tweeted uh, calling for him to be fired. And the, uh, the, the, the attorney general, I think, took up that tweet, uh, leaned on Chris Ray a little bit to, to fire McCabe, and Chris Ray, from what we understand, pushed back and said he would name his leadership team uh, in his own time. Now, uh, did he threaten to resign if, if Sessions pushed too hard? Maybe. Uh, some say yes, some say no. But uh, Christopher Ray clearly gave the message to the attorney general that 
he would name his leadership team uh, at his own pace. And today, in fact, he named a new chief of staff. I think the the administration couldn't push any further because they feared having that exposed uh, and 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 then a whole other you know mess at the FBI. Aaron, what is what's the reason for the target on Andrew McCabe? It involves his wife, uh, who was running for office in Virginia, and who uh, had taken money from um, you know Clinton donors, and there was a question of whether he could be impartial. Uh, he had um, gone to the FBI uh, ethics folks, and and they they uh, the the the. the, the the bottom line is that there are now questions about his integrity and, and whether he may have put the kibosh on the, the Hillary Clinton email investigation and uh, whether he did so because his wife had taken Clinton-related campaign cash. Um, it, 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 it's a more theory than, than fact, but still has a taint, uh, especially in the eyes of Hillary Clinton critics. And McCabe is leaving the FBI anyway, though, right? He is. Uh, yeah. McCabe is leaving, and uh, there will be a new deputy director. I think the the, the pressure had been uh, coming from the president and the attorney general to get him out sooner than later and maybe do it in a fashion that um, suggests a heave-ho rather than you know letting him resign on his own terms. All right. All right. Aaron, thank you so much. Okay. Aaron Katursky there with the latest on what's going on these uh Continuing um, interviews, I guess is the best way to put it, with uh, the special counsel, Robert Mueller, and in this case, uh, talking with Jeff Sessions last week. You know, they said that the House of Cards was canceled <laughs> because of Kevin Spacey's yeah. weirdness. Yeah. But I got to tell you, they canceled it because there is nothing, no matter how outrageous, that will hold a candle to, to the reality of what's going what's on. really going I mean, on. seriously, there is every day. You look at stories, and it's more bizarre as to what's going on, and it outdoes any sort of soap opera style that you could possibly place on television. A year ago at this point, we were still uh, laughing our way through, if that's not the right word, still uncomfortably giggling at the whole uh, debate over the inauguration size. You know, three days after the president became the president, we were – we, this can't go on. I mean – we can't have press secretary uh, Sean Spicer out there every day arguing. And it wasn't the, uh, the death. Battling. It was the girth of the crowd that really we want to get across. But here we are a year later and we've dealt with this for a year where every, it seems I mean, people are losing their minds. And we thought it was an untenable pace, like it was a unsustainable pace in terms of the crazy, wacky stories that would come out. And now it's just a normal course of events where the president's going to tweet four or five or six things every morning. And one or two of those might be just nuclear in nature in terms of setting the people off and, and people's heads go, catch on fire. And then we go through a couple of days where it seems to be calm and another small nuke goes off somewhere in D.C. And it seems like he is tr- he's trying to really control um, the – uh, the attitudes of the people inside that White House, sure. like really trying to, you know, if you're not for me, you're against me, yeah. period. Yeah, evil doers. Yeah. Uh, the president is on his way, by the way, to Davos, Switzerland for the World Economic Forum. We just found out from the east wing of the White House that uh, Melania will not be going with him. First Lady Melania Trump has some scheduling and logistical issues that will prevent her from making the trip to Switzerland. Uh, and when reached for comment, President uh, Donald Trump said, Hey, why bring sand to the beach? When we come no? back, 
<laughs> Alex Stone's going to join us. We're going to get the latest on the Turpin story, the crazy house of horrors out of Paris. Next on Gary and Shannon. Home, where families connect and memories are made. Find your new home with PenFed, a mortgage partner who brings confidence and value to your home buying experience. They offer low rates and no lender fees and can even help you find a real estate agent through their trusted partners. Let PenFed bring you home. Visit PenFed.org slash home or call 1-800-970-7766. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA, equal housing lender. 